One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. So this interview is a follow-up to episode 129, which aired on April 27th about the murder of Daisy De La O. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, we encourage you to start there first before listening to this interview with Daisy's mother, Susie. To refresh everyone else's memory, Daisy De La O was murdered by Victor Hugo in February of 2021, and he was essentially caught when Daisy's friend and aunt took to social media for help tracking him down after police and the media were slow to report on the crime. Victor was found guilty of the murder right after the podcast aired, but sentencing has been pushed back twice and is currently scheduled for sometime in October. Susie has shown incredible strength in continuing to advocate for Daisy herself and her other children, and we are so grateful that she's continued to reach out to us and keep us updated to give us the opportunity to help spread the word about what a bright, beautiful light she and Daisy are. I also want to remind everyone that the GoFundMe is still up, and you can access it through the link in our Instagram bio. Their family could still use your help and support as they navigate the sentencing process, which is nothing short of a nightmare. Quick side note, Sadie and I are uncharacteristically quiet during the interview, for better or worse, because we had to record on Zoom, which squishes the audio when people speak over each other. The audio is a little rough at the beginning, but it gets stronger about a minute or so in, so please hang in there. And without any further ado, here is Susie and her story. So uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, My name is Susana Salas. But, uh, well, everybody knows me as Susie. Um, I always feel when they call me Susana is that I'm in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 40 years old, Mexican, born over there, raised in L.A. um, And, you know, that's pretty much it. I'm an office assistant. That's my um, type of work. Yep. But, you know, I do a little bit of everything at work. (laughs) So I don't just really focus on one thing. Yeah. Like to be busy, you know? Yeah. It about me, you know? So do you want to tell us a little bit more about Daisy? I mean, we tried to cobble together everything we could, but we would love to hear from you what kind of person she was. And I believe Daisy was an old soul. I really believe. Um, I could tell you that having a daughter was one of the most rewarding things that this life gave me. Um, Boys are very different when it comes to divorce. Um, Of course, they hurt that. But I believe that boys are like, they're there. You'll be okay, mom, you know? (laughs) Girls, um, at least my daughter, let me tell you that she became my shoulder to cry, my right hand when I got divorced with her par- with her dad, I mean, with their dad. And, you know, that's when we really, me and Daisy bonded, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess as women, as girls, in the rupture of our marriage, of our family, because it was our whole family, not just our, my marriage, bonded us together as women, as females, you know? Mm-hmm. And she really would literally lay next next to me. She was only 13. Um, now that I think about it, it was a lot to carry for a 13-year-old. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wouldn't even want to get out of bed because at that time I lost my job too. 
So her dad walked away from us. His dad, her dad um, had another married lady pregnant. Oof. And it was just a whole mess. Um, my daughter did actually told her dad, you lied on me. You said that I was going to be your princess. And yet you changed me for another girl. Because this girl ended up having twins, boy and girl. Wow. It was a really devastating blow to our family. At the same time, my young, my oldest one um, became a dad. Wow. So it was just horrible 2015 and we had to move of our home there you know for my the city that saw Daisy and Nathan and my oldest one grow so it was just everything changed and Daisy always was like we moved to a tiny little home and Daisy was 13 years old and at some point she acted like the mom you know because mm-hmm. I was so heartbroken I was lost I didn't know what I was gonna do you know uh, jobless everything you know everything switch um and Daisy was the one that would tell me get up lady get up you can't be laying down and I was so depressed and she would tell me go take a shower you look like crap go put on some makeup you look like crap you know she was outspoken and you know Daisy got me through my divorce wow she became my shadow she became my shadow throughout my whole divorce it was really 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 hard for her obviously for all of them but she did carry all of us all of us even my youngest one was sometimes because I would work so much you know because being a single mom I don't have to work long hours and by accident my son my youngest one will, will call her daisy mom and she will get mad and he's like well, you kind of are my mom you feed me you take care of me she had the loving motherly nurturing thing to her to my granddaughter too my yeah. granddaughter loved her loved her so um she grew up too quick and she carried too much on her shoulders. I do believe that I think it's called bond trauma. Mm-hmm. That's what happened her and this individual, this monster mm-hmm. bonded. I do believe it. Um, from my understanding, he got abandoned by his mom mm-hmm. and she started a new family. So the same story with my daughter. She got abandoned by her dad and he started a new family. And sadly, Bond creates something that you think is love. Mm-hmm. And I believe that I, that's why this person had such a strong hold on my daughter. Because she will use words he's misunderstood. You don't know him. I believe that's the main reason why this happened, you know? Yep. Yes. Horrible outcome. Yep. I yeah. I I th- when you were starting to tell the story, my immediate thought was I wonder if that had something to do with her relationship with him, especially at her age. I mean, we all made terrible decisions, you know, in our relationships at that age and then into our twenties and then sometimes beyond, you know, but that's the age, you know, that's the age where you, you hopefully learn those lessons harmlessly. You get your heart broken, you know, it's messy, but you move on. And in her case, you know, she picked the wrong person. Yeah. And, um, I do believe that honestly, he knew at the end that Daisy didn't love him anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why he did what he did. Because Daisy was working. Daisy was talking to me about, oh, mom, my coworkers, oh, mom, school. She had goals. She had a, she saw future and that future was without him. And I believe that's the, why he did what he did, you know? Yeah. That's why he ended up doing what he did because he really knew inside his heart that she didn't love him anymore. Mm-hmm. That she outgrew him, you know, and and I think 
for a long time I hadn't seen a spark that happiness in my kids. I remember that day she was in Miriam's house. Miriam, her best friend. And she called me. I was at work. It was a Saturday. And she told me, Mom, can you pick me up? I'm in Miriam's. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll pick you up after work. So I went to pick her up. And she was like, blah, 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 about her friends, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Miriam, blah, blah, blah. Lupita, blah, blah, blah. You know, just gossiping with me. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I think back in the times we used to gossip, talk, you know. And it's like... It is. I can't have that no more. Yep. I can't have no. He took that from me. He stole my girl. He stole my daughter. He stole my confidence. The person, the only girl that I could completely trusted, I trusted, you know? Um, she told me out of nowhere. When she was gossiping about her friends, she said, Mom, I'm not with what's face anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just really, really didn't like this guy since the beginning. That she knew that I didn't like him. So she didn't even use his name. She Mm -hmm. said, I'm not with what's his face anymore. You know? I mean, because I would just hear his name and I'll be like, my stomach will like, you know? And inside of me, I was like, yes, yes, (laughs) oh my God, finally. And she told me, you know, I didn't ask her. I didn't, was like, oh, you you know, nothing. And I felt so happy. I felt happy, like, you know, I was like, finally, she got rid of this person, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but it made such a fuss because I knew my kid. She Mm -hmm. was going to Oh, lady, you're gonna start blah blah blah. See, that's what I'm not to tell you things. <laughs> you know, As girls at that age, they're like that. So I was like, inside of me, I was driving. I was like, oh, okay, baby. But inside of me, I was over. partying. <laughs> I wanted to jump. I was like, yes, finally. You know, and it was one of the moments that I remember with her talking mm-hmm. about that. So, you know, now that I have time to think or overthinking or whatever, it's like I think about stuff like that. She was probably really excited to tell you, too. Yeah. I mean, that, that, how happy that would make you. You know, it was she was thing. done. When she was okay with him, when she was actually good with him, she was bad with all of us. Yeah. Mm. Us, me, her brother, uh, everybody. She was bad in school. She was bad at everything. But once he got out of the picture, she started being her, you know? Mm-hmm. Being free. Being who she really was. Mm-hmm. You know, you never, ever, ever in a million years imagine that you're going to be living an actual horror movie because it's you know, I still, my brother told me, my brother went with me almost all, all the trial. My cousin went to all the trial. And my brother told me, you know, still haven't sink in. Because one thing is hearing what happened to your kid. One thing is seeing what happened to your kid. Yeah. Um, I don't wish this to anybody. Nobody. Losing a kid changes you. Like, honestly, I could tell you guys that it killed me. He killed me the day he killed my daughter. He killed me. I'm not the same. Of course, I laugh. I, you know, I play around. I joke around. You know, I go out. But it's, I know inside of me that there's something missing. Yes. Something's missing. And I know I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to get it until we meet again because you know my belief is afterlife mm-hmm. so i believe that until i see her again i'm not gonna be complete i'm not gonna be happy you know it's so crazy i'm even afraid of when i'm actually having a good day and smiling i'm like no 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 don't laugh too hard because they're gonna know and something bad's gonna happen you know mm-hmm. I had to, I had to go to therapy because 
it's no humanly speaking you cannot handle everything that i that i lived you know absolutely um i was i was the one that had to inform everybody everybody that she passed mm. that he did yeah and seeing telling my boys mm -mm. telling my mother has been the most horrific thing that i had to do um the most disgusting part and i think um i'm really working in my victim impact statement mm -hmm. is that i want the judge to understand that this scum cannot ever be free mm -hmm. because he is remorseful throughout the whole trial he has been emotionless there's not even one bit of nothing when they were showing my kids picture how he left her mm -hmm. you know not even one bit And that's a scary human being to be walking on earth. Yep. Scary, you know, because if he did it, obviously he's a coward. He goes against young girls mm -hmm. because, you know, he actually never actually told me nothing. He will run away when he see me. Mm -hmm. But he picks on young girls because he could manipulate, you know? Yeah. So I guess with me, he already did it to me. He already destroyed my family. But, you know, I'm not going to rest until he stays right there. So no one can actually go through what I'm going through. No one. No one. You know, no other mother, no other girl, no other family. No, he affected so many people, so many people with this. Even his own family, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are aware that his mom testified against him. Yes, I did see that detail. Yep, that's so damning. Yeah, that, you know, I was very, I hated her. The whole time I hated her. But to be honest, in trial kind of touched me because that must have been really tough. Yep. Testifying against your kid, no matter how bad. Mm -hmm. That must have, I mean... He destroyed his own mother too, mm -hmm. you know. So he's just an evil, an evil person, an evil person. Yep. Can you talk to us about the process? I mean, the reason I found your case in the first place was because, well, a friend sent me the article in the cut, and you know, it, they got their attention because of the social media and you know the fact that the police and the media weren't giving this case the attention it deserved. Do you want to talk about that, how that felt? I got a little bit of information from the articles that I was able to, to hold together, but I would love to hear if you want to share what that experience was like in the aftermath and trying to work with police and, you know, what were good things and what were frustrating things. I think the worst thing is that you want a person caught, you know, doesn't matter, catch them. And since Obviously, a lot of us don't go through any legal stuff. We don't understand the process. Mm -hmm. We don't understand they have to get a court order. You know, for us as parents, as a victim's, you know, parent, it's frustrating because you want answers and nobody's telling you no nothing. Nothing. They don't tell you nothing. And you're like, well, I want to talk to the media. I want them found. And they were like, no, wait, 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 you know? And waiting is hor is torture. It's torture because you think inside your head, this person is enjoying his life. Mm -hmm. And I'm here. My family is destroyed. My mom is destroyed. My my kids are destroyed. I'm destroyed. And he's free. Yeah. Alive, you know. It was a lot of frustration. A lot. To the point that that at the beginning it's so crazy because at the beginning I just wanted to hide I didn't want no one talking to me I didn't want to talk to no one I didn't want no one to post my daughter's picture you know I just wanted to hide mm -hmm. hide myself and cry but my cousin was very careful to tell me you know what Susie why don't we do this why don't we do the justice for Daisy's page since the police are saying to wait you know Mm -hmm. and then we're like yeah okay so so we started with a justice for daisy's page but then my cousin talked to miriam and she said look 
you guys are young. I don't know how to do the TikTok thing, you know. <laughs> so why don't you guys do something like that? That's the, well, that's what's in right now. That's what's popular with the mm-hmm. kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So why don't you guys do that? And you know what? They didn't talk to me about none of that. They were wonderful, Miriam and my cousin Mimi. They were wonderful. They kept all of that. They carried that for me. Oh. And of course, they always went, Susie, we want to do this. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Susie, we want to do this. So I gave them the okay. Mm-hmm. And they posted. And, you know, until now, I think I was even surprised when I saw the TikTok. I think I was just browsing to Instagram and some of my one of my friends posted it. Oh, wow. But my heart sunk. You know, it, I'm telling you, I trust these ladies too much that I say, go ahead. I know you guys love my kid. They were in the hearings. They were in everything. So obviously I trusted them blindly, you know. Mm-hmm. I knew that whatever they were going to do, they were not going to do. So, so we started doing that. Obviously, you know, that's what got the attention because people saw his picture, TikTok, they saw him. Someone said he works right here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Someone, you know, it was a tip that said, I know him. He works right here. Mm-hmm. The first person wanted us to give him money, you know, like oh. always people taking advantage. Oh, wow. He disappeared. He's actually the one that sent the picture. I mean, the video of him smoking and drinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was actually a girl that said, you know, he's here. They have him. And she sent us a picture of him. He's mugshot over there in Rosarito. <sighs> so it's 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 incredible. You know, like I said it and I said it again. Thanks to the people. This bastard got caught. Mm-hmm. Thank everybody to share the you know they they find someone that talked about it here i saw this guy did you know anybody I, you know it's i didn't even believe he was in mexico i didn't i thought he was here in local you know and it, it was just wonderful um honestly if it wasn't because of the people of my family her friends we would not have been this result Right. Yeah. I can't imagine that they would have crossed international borders to make it a priority to to track him down, knowing that he was in Mexico, especially. I cannot imagine, you know, we tend to be critical of law enforcement. So I know that that's not always the case, but I can't imagine that they would have sent a team down to find him. (laughs) either i don't believe it honestly and i said it and i have said it before in interviews and anything you know the worst fear is that and i think that's what i was like terrified that my daughter was going to be another statistic another case and you see so many cases like that it's 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 another world you know now that i'm i'm leaving this is the first time i actually go Sadly, as horrible as it sounds, is very common. Yep. It's very common. We don't hear about it because we don't live in that world. But when you do, you're not alone. And that's so sad, you know? That's so sad. So many grieving parents. Yep. So many women, young women, getting murdered, getting killed by the person they trusted. Mm-hmm. A person they loved, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and I do believe the pressure made the police help. Yeah. Yep. No doubt about it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad they did that. And I'm so glad that it worked. I'm so sorry that you didn't get that support from them straight away. Daisy deserved that. Yep. Yeah. And so did you. Yes. Yep. So I know sentencing has been pushed back a couple of times do you want to talk about that i mean that was part of the reason we reconnected because they pushed it back again right Mm -hmm. Mm. i mean if it would end up since the beginning by june it would have been done right it turns out to be the defense attorney 
hurt. His back, you know? So they say a month. Okay, so she said, that was in June. She said, maybe by the beginning of August. Okay, August came. They gave me the same answer. And now I was like, again, I say, okay, maybe this time it's actually in it. You know? Yep. Nope. Until October, the first week of October. It's, it sucks for us because we keep on getting victimized all over again. Yep. You know? This is sentencing, sentencing, okay, at least I don't have to go to court. Going to court gives me anxiety, takes work time for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's so draining going over there. Physically, emotionally, in every place, you know, because honestly, to be seeing him for so many hours makes my stomach sick. Yep. Honestly, like it's so hard to keep myself calm when he's so close to me, mm-hmm. you know, it's so hard. And it's like, oh, you can't even scream, nothing. You have to be composed when you're in court, you know? Yep. Uh, they asked me, you know, they asked me before if I want to say something to him. I'm like, no, I have nothing to say to him because I feel like that's like wasting my words wasting my time i do want the judge to understand that this is a person they should never be free mm-hmm. never that's the only reason i want to speak that mm-hmm. too i don't give him any importance you know he's nobody so he don't he don't even deserve my words or even like to condemn me you know mm-hmm. i i don't believe that we have judgment here and we have judgment in the other life and you know there's nothing I could do anymore to get my daughter back. Nothing. So I just want this. You could say close because not really closing. I just want to grieve my daughter. You know, I haven't mm-hmm. even had a chance to do that. I haven't even chance to actually cry my heart out like for a whole week, you know, not care about court or nothing, you know. Or just be angry if I want to be angry, you know? I always have to tell myself, no, you have to, you're better than that, Susie, you know? But sometimes I'm human and can't stand it. Yeah. Yeah, nobody should ever have to be that strong. Nobody should ever have to rise above that. That's not an experience a human being should have to have. We should all be allowed to just scream and rage and you know, get messy and crazy in the face of something like that, because it's just an unfathomable pain. I can't, can't begin to imagine holding that inside of my body. So yeah, yeah. good for you for the doing it, but I, I feel like you should be allowed to just lose your mind, you know, yes. you should be that's allowed. What, that's what my best friend told me. Cause last time I told her, I'm so angry. I'm so angry and fuck this and fuck him and fuck this. And, she, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, it's okay. It's okay. Let it out. Yes. It's like, I still, and that day I told her, why didn't I hear her? Why didn't she scream? Why didn't I hear? I was there. Mm. You know? I was there. That, that, like, that makes me so angry at me. I'm like, and she's like, Susie, you're not a bad mom. I feel like a bad mom. I feel like a bad mom because I didn't hear my kids scream, you know? Mm-hmm. This bastard, the way he left her, you know, the way he did to her makes me, you know, I don't even know how how I keep on thinking how am I gonna live all these years you know yep um there's not even a word to describe my anger that I have towards him there's not even no there's no doesn't exist you know for what he did to her he cut her future short you know Mm -hmm. and him being a parasite 
doesn't work, didn't work, didn't go to school. My kid had all of that. My kid had dreams and he stole all of that from us. You know, I see her friends. Miriam just turned 21. Daisy would have been 21 on August 29. She would have been 21. Mm. And every time I see her friends grow, it reminds me that she didn't. Right. She got stuck there, you know? And, you know, I hope he does get life in prison because just like he condemned me of a life without her, you know? Yeah. Condemned my family, my my daughter's friends to a life without her. Right. And that's a life punishment, you know? Yeah. What would you, if you, I don't know, in the process, this has happened to you, you know, like you can't take it back, like you said, and everything that's happened since, what, you know, would you change? What would you, what would you want for other families, for other people in your position? You know, what, if anything, if there's anything, what would it be that would make this a little better, any easier, you know? I think one of the things that I noticed is that people don't really, I mean, law enforcement laws, I don't think is strong enough against domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My daughter was underage. My daughter was underage when he started hitting her. Mm -hmm. I thought by marks, you know scratches the day he hit the the incident with the skateboard you know I tried to file a police report Uh and they told me no you can't do it because she's not here to give to put the police report I'm like so if that that, in school they would have seen that who do you think they're gonna go against me Mm -hmm. right because I'm the parent so why do they make a big deal about that? That obviously is important, but they don't make a big deal about domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And I heard so many cases of women that they got threatened with a gun and the police came and since nothing happened to them, guess what? They can't file a restraining order against this animal. Right. And so... I believe and I wish that's something I could change. Yeah. So there could be more strict laws against domestic violence. Yes. Yeah. Because I believe that the, uh, the the police, the people that make the laws, they don't do nothing until the person's dead already. Right. Yep. Over and over again. Over and over again. It's so common so common that happens and i believe there should be a stop to this this is where we have so many femicide you know so many mm-hmm. women young women dead yes. in the hands of people they love they trusted and they knew yep it's time that it's taken seriously it's time that we're yes. time that boys are taught whatever it is they need to be able to control their emotions or express their emotions so that they're not taking it out on people who are weaker, you know, quote unquote, weaker than them. But it's also time that those crimes are taken much, much more seriously because it it is preventable. You know, if it was taken seriously, if there were consequences of some kind earlier or intervention of some kind earlier, it could be prevented. Yeah, exactly. I believe it too. You know, I always was very realistic what happened to me since the beginning mm. because I believe if I didn't, I was going to go nuts. Mm. I was going to lose my mind. Yep. I remember me asking God, Lord, oh, I ask you, it's for me not to lose my mind. I could handle the rest, work, my chores, everything else I could handle it. Just let me keep my mind because I really, really felt I was going to lose my mind. I mean, to get home, and to see yellow tape crime scene, 
you know, you don't forget that. No. You don't forget that. You don't forget that. That was like one of those crime shows that I used to see so much. I was living something like that and I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I was like, no, this is not, this is not real. I'm dreaming. This is a nightmare. And uh, I do believe also mental health, something that I learned, mental health is very important. Yep. But it's not an excuse to do evil. Yep. Mm. Because you could, you know, they took my kid and the way they took her, I mean, it's to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I took the step of getting help. Good. I started getting therapy. I got therapy for a long, long time. And I think it's one of the things that helped me. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of parents especially when you go into something like this, you don't believe in therapy. Yes, it helps. Therapy helps, you know, and not to go to the dark side, not to go and pay evil with evil, you know, because at the end, you cannot get nothing back of what you lost, no matter if you actually killing the person to kill your kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you don't get, you know, nothing out of it. So... Mental health, I believe, is one of the most important things that I learned in all this mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's not been until very recently, especially in this country, that people have started expressing the need for help and expressing just how hard it is to be a human being, you know, and that most people need some sort of mental health and I health help. And I think most people need a lot of help. I think most people are suffering greatly. And then in a case like Victor, you know, Mm -hmm. he clearly needed help of multiple varieties and had, you know, police taken you seriously when you tried to put a case against him in the first place, then maybe he could have gotten some of that help. Maybe he could have expressed whatever that was that burning anger inside of him that he took out on your daughter, you know, just senseless mean needless act and he could have put that someplace else you know but he wasn't given that opportunity exactly exactly i do believe in that too um and i do also would like to tell the grieving parents that that especially the ones where we still have other kids Mm. i think sometimes they forget our kids you know mom how are you mom how are you they're suffering too Mm -hmm. they lost some their whole life change you know and um i believe sometimes they're the forgotten victims of this you know the siblings their sisters or brothers you know i do believe it's you have to bite your heart sometimes as a mom and say you know what? Yes, I can let myself go, but I still have a living child. You know, I still have two living kids. I still have my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Life is was horrible. What happened, Daisy? What happened to Daisy? But I still, there's still see, I still see a light in all this darkness. You know, which is my kids. I have wonderful friends. Um, wonderful friends. Honestly, mm-hmm. without them. I wouldn't be here. Have a wonderful family. Uh, my brothers, you know, my cousins. It, I mean, people literally got me up from the floor when I would cry and go crazy. They would get down with me, cry with me. Come on, let's go eat. No, I don't want to eat. No, I brought you soup. You know, it's without my support system, I would not be here, honestly. Without them, Without each one of the kind words I received, even though I didn't answer, I saw everything. And, you know, when I read what you guys wrote about my kid, you know, it was, I'm grateful, so grateful. Because, like I said, a lot of parents don't have the person to kill their kid. A lot of parents don't got not even a trial nothing you know and my kid 
was heard from from the other side. Her voice was heard. Her light was shining, and you know, you love my kid. You love me, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm so grateful for what you guys, you know, how you guys talked about Daisy, and how you guys worded so beautifully. I, I, you know, to all the people that have um, donated to the GoFund, I want to thank them because I know a lot of them are your listeners. I'm extremely grateful because shopping, cooking, driving, going to the laundry, it becomes a huge thing for us once they're going through something like that. Nothing is important anymore. So you pretty much have to force yourself to go to work, force yourself to get dressed, force yourself to brush your teeth. You know, it becomes something like such a hard work. But thanks to wonderful people like you guys, you feel, you feel hurt. You feel that other people feel your pain, even though they don't even know you. So, uh, you know, that's something I wanted to tell you guys. Thank you so much to both of you, for all your listeners, I do from the bottom of my heart, my family, my daughter's friends. Thank you guys. Yeah. We yeah. wish we could do more. Absolutely. Yep. And the GoFundMe is still live and it is still on our Instagram. And I, we have a lot more listeners than we did even when we originally spoke about Daisy. So people please go continue to donate, you know, you should still continue to get the support that you need while you're going through this. I mean, it's just endless. Take a vacation for crying out loud, mm-hmm. you know, continue to get therapy, whatever that looks like. Um, yeah, I was, it was very, I don't know. I just, Sadie and I say this a lot, the, the unexpected, the reason we continue to do this hands down, no question is because of the community of people that it has brought into our lives. And it's such a weird thing to, you know, talk about what we're talking about and then have this beautiful community of people, you know, surrounding us. And that's such a tremendous gift. And to be able to share them, you know, with other people and with each other and, you know, obviously seeing how much they fell in love with Daisy. I mean, they just absolutely we've done 150 cases for main feed and never gotten a reaction like we did um, when we talked about Daisy and yeah, the messages, I mean, it's on TikTok too. I don't know if you saw the TikTok that we posted of her and people there commenting, you know, there's just this tremendous outpouring. I think it's, you know, they see Daisy and you see a video of her or even just a photo, a still photo of her and you just get her immediately, you know, her, beauty and her spirit like radiates through and you know it was it's hard when you're covering a case and I'm like I would be friends with this girl you know if I was a 17 year old girl she and I would be best friends people have told me that a lot of people I do believe Daisy was an old soul you know now that I look at her pictures I'm like this girl looks different in all the pictures oh different different like I feel like I look the same in all of them (laughs) I see her different hairstyle, different nope. clothes. I mean, she was so unapologetic about who she was. Yep. And I love, you know, I love my kid. And I will sometimes be in the store and I will see ladies looking at her bad. Like, and I will even hug her more and kiss her more because I, I taught my daughter to be free. Be who yep. you are. Mm-hmm. I always taught her how to be free be who you are, not who people want you to be, you know? Yeah. And we're completely different, me and her. Completely different, you know? But, you know, her fears, I, I believe now, after, I mean, going to trial and everything, I believe that her spirit was with me because I felt that I'm like, Daisy would have done this, you know? Mm-hmm. Daisy would have acted like this. Daisy would have done this and you know it was her th- with me throughout the whole time no Absolutely. doubt no doubt yeah yeah you can't put a light that bright on this planet and then extinct and extinguish it and have it go away you know like she didn't go away he mm-hmm. took a part of her but he didn't took take all of her because she's just far too bright and brilliant to yes. 
to disappear. So nice try, Victor, but yeah, mm -hmm. but no, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, I see that light inside of you too, your Absolutely. strength and courage. And you know, Courtney and I say it all the time that we would going through what you have gone through, we would just sort of like lay down and be like, okay, we're we're done with that. And yep. to see you, you know, standing up and continuing on is an inspiration. Uh, it's also yep. heartbreaking. And I'm sorry that the police failed you and you did not feel fail your daughter. I know it feels like that, but you did not fail her. You yep. worked so hard for her. Yep. I'm going to cry about it, but you're a good mom. Yep. You know, um, you really, really, I mean, you love your kid, you raise them, you, you know, you're with them and everything. But man, to fight for them when they're, when you're broken yourself. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's like, I, I love my kid. I will love her to the end of time. I said it forever and ever. And it's like, I understand what love is. No matter how many years, no matter if your kid is 70, you're going to love him forever. And now even beyond dead, you know, I cry for her. Never. I don't think there's one day that I don't cry for her, that I don't miss her, that I'm not, that I don't go, Machita, you know, I miss you. Like, you know, like sometimes I feel like she's gone with her friends, you know? The human mind doesn't really grasp right. what it is to miss one kid. Yes. Even though I saw everything, even though I saw it was her, even though all of that, it's something that you don't understand. You don't get it. Your mind doesn't get it. It's humanly impossible to get it. It's humanly impossible. Little by little, with time, I'm learning to live with the pain mm -hmm. of her gone, but it's always there. It's like my partner, you know, there, always there, always going to be there with me. Yep. In the beginning, I hated it. I'm like, get out of here, dog, leave me alone. I just want to, you know, I want this gone. But, you know, little by little, I've been getting that it's never going to be gone. That pain is never going to be gone. You learn to live with it. And it sounds so cliche. Everybody tells me that a lot of grieving parents, you know, I, I joined like a couple support groups of grieving parents. Mm -hmm. But I think the one that I really identify with is obviously parents that lost their children through homicide. Because right. I do believe that we do understand other people lost their kids. Of course, it's the same pain, but... They lost their kids to natural causes. Mm -hmm. But when somebody steals your kid, it does something to you. It yeah. does something to you. And I tell, I think I said it in my daughter's service. I told everybody, hug your kids. Hug them. Accept them. Even if they're, even if you don't like it, even if you don't like their lifestyle, hug them. I wish I could hug mine yep. again. I wish I could hug mine again. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So besides the GoFundMe, are, are there any other ways that we could support, you know, any, is there anything that we or our listeners could do for you? Well, for now, it's, I guess, share my daughter's case, share, 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 share how important it is domestic violence to go against domestic violence, share how important it is for parents to have a relationship with their kids, you know, all of that, you know, I just in, in general, you know, hopefully, hopefully I could, we can make a law. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this will be a lesson and, you know, make it, make it happen in the future. Mm -hmm. Obviously one step at a time, you know, mm -hmm. I learned that now. Before I used to want to jump, I already wanted this, this, this. No, no, I learned to be patient. I learned that this is something that I have to walk very, very slow. But I do believe that I, I would like to fight to get a law passed. To, they could be more strict, at least focused on the 
underage girls. Yep. And how important it is that you as a parent can make a police report when you suspect her partner, whether it be a boy or girl, mm-hmm. is abusing your kid. Mm-hmm. You know, because it doesn't really go to only females. Boys sometimes go through that. Yeah. And there's nothing shameful about that. No. You know, violence is violence no matter what. Yep. And I do believe that that's one of the things that it really bugged me because I said, if they wouldn't think it's me, I would even be jailed. But this person didn't got nothing because she wouldn't accuse them. So, you know, I, I believe there has to be something done about that. Yep. Yes. Especially when they're underage. I, I couldn't believe that. I really, I still can't believe that that's not the case. That's so, so strange to me. They're a child. You're their guardian, their parent. It's, I, it is so strange. I don't, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. I went to two police stations, two police stations. And then since they, none of them, when I helped me, then I had to go to the school board. I had to go to the school board and be like, this is what's happening. My daughter doesn't want to talk about it. And obviously she's going to deny it, but it's happening. And no, you know, like I believe there has to be something done against this kind of things, you know, mm-hmm. she was an underage girl, mm-hmm. underage high school, not even graduated yet. Yep. So, no, I believe that's something so horrible. Yep. As a parent, you feel helpless. Yeah. My kid, when I don't even hit her, and this person was already a grown up, he was past 20. Yep. So, no, I, I, I believe there has to be something done about that. Yeah, yes. especially in that case. If he had been in another teenager, that would make a little bit more sense, but he was an yeah. adult. Yes. They couldn't exactly. protect a child from an adult. It's, uh, uh, yeah, yes. There's Once so you're. That you could have done, but I guess somebody, everybody was like, oh no, she wants to be there. Da, 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 da. They, they don't really understand how psychology of a person that's being abused works. Well, and a teen. She was a teen. Yes, her brain is not fully formed yet. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah even adult, us- even adult women in domestic violence situations do the same thing. They make the wrong yeah. decision, you know, because they're scared. They're stuck. Mm-hmm. Yes. When they're manipulated. And yep. they're, yeah, exactly. They're manipulated. These these people are manipulated. They either use feel sorry for me, or they actually use violence. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it. They work different. You know, all these narcissists work different. And like I said, I don't want to go only especially say the men are the ones that do that because some women, some girls do it too, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, in this case, well, I'm kind of speaking for my daughter, you know, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, And I do believe that Daisy was ashamed that she was getting hit by him, bitten, scratched, manipulated, you know, because she never saw it from me from her dad or nothing like that mm-hmm. so obviously she was a tough girl you know so how a tough girl is getting abused by someone but it happens Absolutely. it happens a lot it happens a lot and i think since all this happened that's that's been in my mind in my mind is like but like i tell everybody First, I want to get sentencing out. Mm-hmm. Then I could focus on what am I going to do to make this happen? Yep. You know, and I believe if enough people follow my daughter's story, enough women, guys, whoever's against domestic violence, we could get enough signature or we could try to find, I don't know how that works, mm-hmm. but we could find a way to make it a law. Yep. To make the law about strict laws about you know especially like i said especially girls that are under age yes i think everybody's anger is about that obviously we get angry even when they're adults but yeah it's more important because they're so young yep. they're so young yep they need to be protected yeah exactly yeah we'd be honored to you know, help any way we can. Yeah. If, you know, when you get to that place, anything we can do. Thank you. Yeah. Look into how to change the laws and, you know, whatever. 
of course, <laughs> tell our listeners about it too. But um, it sounds like it would be fulfilling in a lot of ways when you're writing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, as, as far as sentencing, I will let you guys know the mm-hmm. exact day once I get an answer from the DA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I believe there's going to be cameras in court that day. ABC7 has been with us throughout the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so most likely there's going to be cameras for the sentencing. So I'll, I will let you guys know as soon as I find out the day. Great. Please do. I will keep you guys updated at anything that's happening. And hopefully, you know, with that, we could end, you know, not end, mm-hmm. but at least we could have a long break from court and all of this. Mm-hmm. Close this chapter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything else you want to say to our listeners? Um, I just, you know, I, I, I think I could never thank you all of you guys enough because I know some of them are even like they heard the story since the beginning since they were looking at for him you know since they were hunting um you know I I sharing a picture of someone that they're looking sharing a picture for a girl that's missing people think they don't make a difference it makes a difference it made a difference in my daughter's case it made a difference in my daughter's uh case outcome of everything you know so if you guys see a picture of someone that's missing if you see a picture of someone that's wanted share 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 please mm-hmm. you know i i say as a parent i say as a someone that someone's decision to share change everything great so advice that's, yeah that's one of the whenever they see something that's for share that they're looking for a girl, they're looking for a guy, whatever, share. Makes great. a difference. Social media became a great thing in my daughter's case. A great thing. Obviously, we have people that are dumb. They say stupid comments, but, you know, um, I think you guys get those too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you yep. know, they, my cousin, Miriam, they saved me from seeing hearing all of that you know my angels are my angels and all my daughter's friends Mm -hmm. you know to have 19 years old 20 years old going with me to legal stuff most a lot of the times it was just them and me yeah wow when they could just be doing their own life you know yeah they didn't they stopped their life and they fought for their friend good for them for better things than that Good for them. I'm so glad you have that support and that love around you. I mean, that's just crucial. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. I'm very great. I'm very, very blessed. Good. I have wonderful people surrounding me. Good. Good. Well, I'm going to be in LA in September for work. Maybe we should grab a bite. Sure. Meet in person if you want to. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Just let me know. And then, um, you know, my boss is pretty flexible. Like, you know, that's another thing I want to mention. My bosses, mm. there, there's uh, the, the people that I work with, it's a family owned business. Wow. Good. Wow. Wonderful people, you know, go, go, go. Then and ask me what happened. You know, you know, like I said, it's a whole community that work together to find this person and him. It's a whole community that I couldn't ask for more. Good. It's a whole community that supported me in the healing. They keep supporting me in the healing and in the aftermath. Because sometimes, you know, people go back to their lives after the funeral, after the service. And no, people have always here there everywhere you know they keep an eye on me so i'm extremely grateful good well we're sending you endless love always thank you so much both yes. of you guys yeah, yeah like i said you. before even if you want to just reach out and send a text or a message on instagram when you just need a voice just need somebody on the other end <laughs> you're always welcome yeah yep. we're happy 
And thank you because I know when I sent it last time, it was a very dark week and you guys answer and I made a lot. It meant a lot to me. It means a lot to us too. Honestly, you trust us with your heart and as human beings, it's just a, it's a, there's really nothing more important than those connections that we make with each other, even under, you know, these horrible circumstances. I wish this was how we met each other, but to have somebody trust you enough to reach out is a tremendous honor. So Thank you for giving us that gift. And thank you for giving this to our listeners. I know they really appreciate it. I I really appreciate all of you guys. Um, And yeah, let me know when you're in town. Yes. To drink. (laughs) 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 Sorry, we're still thinking. No, trust me. Twist my arm, Susie. Twist my arm. It's not hard. (laughs) He loves a margarita. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.